Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join with us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we will also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems, Dave and Bill once again, featuring one of the great artists of the golden days of radio. Today we're featuring Catherine Elizabeth Smith, born May 1st, 1907, passed away on June 17, 1986. Known professionally as Kate Smith, she was an American contralto. Referred to as the First Lady of Radio, Smith is well known for her renditions of Irving Berlin's God Bless America and When the Moon Comes Over the Mountain. She was born on May 1, 1907 in Greenville, Virginia to Charlotte Lottie Yarnell and William Herman Smith growing up in Washington, D.C., Her father owned the Capitol News Company, distributing newspapers and magazines in the greater D.C. area. She was the youngest of three daughters, the middle child dying in infancy. She failed to talk until she was four years old, but a year later, she was singing at church social events. By the time she was eight, she was singing for the troops at the army camps in the Washington area during World War I. Smith never had a singing lesson in her life and possessed a rich range of two and a half octaves. Her earliest performances were during amateur nights at vaudeville theaters in D.C. She got herself on the bill at Keith Theater in Boston as a singer. Heading the bill was the actor and producer Eddie Dowling, who recruited the young singer for a review he was preparing. It was called Honeymoon Lane, and opened in Atlantic City, New Jersey, on August 29, 1926. A month later, it moved to Broadway. When Honeymoon Lane closed, Smith had difficulty finding work in New York, so she returned to Washington, D.C., where she appeared sporadically in vaudeville. Smith joined the road company of Vincent Youngman's Hit the Deck, where she won acclaimed singing Hallelujah, as a mammy in blackface. Back in New York City, she took the company lead in George White's Flyin' High, which opened at the White's only Herzog and Siemens New Burlesque Theater, which later became the Apollo Theater, on March 3, 1930, and ran for 122 performances. As Pansy Spark, Smith's role was to be the butt of Bert Lair's often cruel jibes about her girth. She said later that she often wept with humiliation in her dressing room after the show. During Honeymoon Lane's run in New York, Smith made her first phonograph recordings consisting of songs from that show. The first sessions were for Victor, but none were issued. Her first issued recordings from an October 28, 1926 session 
appeared on Columbia Label. She made a few more records for Columbia through May of 1927. In 1929 through 1931, she again returned to Columbia Studios, this time appearing for the budget labels Harmony, Diva, and Velvet Tone under a pseudonym. These commercially successful records were often sung in the style of Ethel Waters and Ruth Edding, although others were more akin to the early crooning style of Bing Crosby and Russ Colombo. Her musical career took a huge leap in 1930 when Columbia Records A&R executive Ted Collins took an interest as a result of her Hit the Deck performances. Collins would become her longtime manager in a 50-50 partnership. Smith had become self-conscious regarding her weight, in no small part because of the on- and off-stage mocking she received from co-star Burt Lair. She later credited Collins with helping her overcome her self-consciousness, writing, Ted Collins was the first man who regarded me as a singer and didn't even seem to notice that I was a big girl. She noted, I'm big and I sing. And boy, when I sing, I sing all over. Collins put Smith on radio in 1931. That year, she performed Dream a Little Dream of Me. Her biggest hits were River, Stay Away From My Door, 1931, The Woodpecker Song, 1940, The White Cliffs of Dover, 1942, Rose O'Day, 1941, The Last Time I Saw Paris, 1940. I Don't Want to Walk Without You, 1942. There Goes That Song Again, 1944. Seems Like Old Times, 1946. And Now Is the Hour, 1947. Rose O'Day sold over one million copies, her first to achieve this feat, and was awarded a gold disc by the RIAA. Her theme song was When the Moon Comes Over the Mountain. She had helped write the lyrics. Smith greeted her audience with Hello, Everybody, and signed off with Thanks for Listening. Smith was a major star of radio, usually backed by Jack Miller's orchestra. She began with her twice-a-week NBC series, Kate Smith Sings, quickly expanded to six shows a week, followed by a series of shows for CBS, Kate Smith and Her Swanee Music, 1931, through 1933, sponsored by La Polina Cigars, the Kate Smith Matinee, 1934 through 1935, the Kate Smith New Star Review, 1934 through 1935, Kate Smith's Coffee Time, 1935 through 1936, sponsored by A&P, and the Kate Smith A&P Bandwagon, 1936 through 1937. The Kate Smith Hour was a leading radio variety show, offering comedy, music, and drama, with appearances by top personalities of films and theater for eight years, from 1937 through 1945. The show's resident comics, Abbott and Costello, and Henry Youngman, introduced her comedy to a nationwide radio audience aboard her show. While a series of sketches based on the Broadway production of the same name as a separate hit series in 1940. 
Smith's figure was not the only target of satire. Her cheery radio sign-on was parodied by comedian Henry Morgan when he launched his own show in 1942. Good evening, anybody. Here's Morgan, which became a sign-on. Morgan recalled in his memoir, Here's Morgan, that Smith's sign-on struck him as condescending. I, on the other hand, was grateful if anybody was listening. Smith stirred patriotic fervor during World War II and contributed to the sale of over 600 million, equivalent to 11.1 billion in 2021, of war bonds during a series of marathon broadcasts. No other show business star came near her as revenue producer of war bonds to finance the United States war effort. Smith starred in two concurrent television programs in the early 1950s, the Kate Smith Hour on NBC television from 1950 through 54, hosting until 1953 in the late afternoon hour of 4 p.m. Eastern Time. James Dean and Audrey Hepburn made early acting appearances on the show. Smith also starred in the weekly The Kate Smith Evening Hour, which included a rare U.S. TV appearance by Josephine Baker, as well as the only major film footage of Hank Williams. Smith continues on Mutual Broadcasting System, CBS, ABC, and NBC, presenting both music and talk shows on radio until 1960. Because of her popularity, her face was a common sight in print advertising. Over the years, she acted as a commercial spokeswoman for numerous companies such as Studebaker, Pullman, Diamond Crystal Salt, and Jell-O. Smith recorded dozens of successful albums and songs during the 1930s and the 1940s. She recorded sporadically during the 1950s, but in 1963 signed a contract with RCA Victor to record a number of successful albums, including several that charted on the Billboard Hot 200 chart, alongside the major rock stars of the era. Usually, with Smith then well into her 50s, the oldest performer on the charts. When the Philadelphia Flyers ice hockey team played Smith's renditions of God Bless America before their game on December 11, 1969, an unusual part of her career began. The Flyers' public address announcer had noticed that people would not pay attention or would show disdain for the Star-Spangled Banner played before the games due to the tensions caused by the Vietnam War, and he decided to use Smith's rendition of God Bless America instead. The crowd responded more favorably to this recording. After the Flyers won the game, it was decided by the team that the song would be used as an alternative to the Star-Spangled Banner, but only for certain important games. Smith also performed live at the Flyers' home game on May 13, 1975, before Game 7 of the Stanley Cup semifinals against the Islanders. After her performance, Islanders captain Ed Westfall presented Smith with a bouquet of flowers as each member of the Islanders lined up to shake her hand. Nonetheless, the Flyers won the game 4-1. On May 16, 1976, 
Smith made one of her final public performances before Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals, when the Flyers lost to the Montreal Canadiens 5-3 and were swept in that series. She made her final public appearance on May 23, 1985, before Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals, when the Flyers lost to the Edmonton Oilers 3-1 and lost the series in five games. The Flyers record, When God Bless America, was played or sung by Smith in person, stood at a remarkable 100 wins, 29 losses, and five ties as of April 20, 2016. Smith and her song remain a special part of Flyers history. In 1987, the team erected a statue of Smith outside the Spectrum, the arena at the time, in her memory. However, the statue was later covered and then removed in April 2019 due to criticism of lyrics in some of her earlier songs that were perceived as racist. Smith's plump figure made her an occasional object of derision. However, late in her career, Philadelphia Flyers hockey fans said about her appearance before games, It ain't begun till the fat lady sings. Smith was 5 feet 10 inches, 1.78 meters tall, and weighed 235 pounds, 107 kilograms, at the age of 30. She titled her 1938 autobiography, Living in a Great Big Way. Smith was the Grand Marshal of the 1976 Tournament of Roses Parade in Pasadena, California, and sang God Bless America and the National Anthem before the Rose Bowl game, a UCLA victory over Ohio State. Smith's rendition of God Bless America was played during the seventh inning stretch of the New York Yankees home games from 2001 until April 2019, when the practice was discontinued amid controversy surrounding her 1931 recordings of That's Why Darkies Were Born and Pickaninny Heaven. The following day, the Philadelphia Flyers followed suit, and the statue of Smith outside the Flyers Arena was removed on April 21, 2019. Smith called for racial tolerance in 1945 in an address on CBS radio, declaring race hatreds, social prejudices, religious bigotry, they are the diseases that eat away the fibers of peace. She went on to state, it is up to us to tolerate one another in order to achieve peace. Well, a little about her personal life. Smith, who never married, rented several apartments in Manhattan during her long career. She had a home in Arlington, Virginia, and kept a summer home on a small island in Lake Placid, New York. In her later years, Smith was impaired by diabetes. In 1976, she suffered brain damage after slipping into a diabetic coma. After she emerged from the coma, her family helped her move in 1979 to Raleigh, North Carolina. In January 1986, Smith's right leg was amputated due to poor circulation caused by diabetes. Five months later, she underwent a mastectomy. On June 17, 1986, Smith died of respiratory arrest 
at Raleigh Community Hospital in Raleigh at the age of 79. Patricia Castledine, 1939-2021, was Smith's live-in nurse until the last day of her life. Castledine became the president of Kate Smith Fan Club after Smith's death and continued to hold that post until her own death in 2021. On October 26, 1982, Smith received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, America's highest civilian honor, by U.S. President Ronald Reagan. In bestowing the honor, Reagan said, The voice of Kate Smith is known by millions of America, young and old. In war and peace, it has been an inspiration. Those simple but deeply moving words, God bless America, have taken on added meaning for all of us because of the way Kate Smith sang them. Thanks to her, they have become a cherished part of all of our lives, an undying reminder of the beauty, the courage, and the heart of this great land of ours. In giving us a magnificent selfless talent like Kate Smith, God has truly blessed America. We can say only amen to those words, and we are grateful to have been able to take a look at the life and the career of Kate Smith today, one of the grand ladies of radio during the golden days of radio. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories from the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artist and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <laughs>